0: Three, two, one, go. This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? Indeed, it is the Monty Show, Friday, February 11th. 2022 Our last show in Utah for Utah. several weeks Utah You ready for this LA adventure? Bro, we're going to be getting up so early We're going to pack our shit and go to LA for two weeks Um, Doing the show every day We will debut the new Ar- Monty Show t-shirt <laughs> We will debut the new Casuals t-shirt on Monday Yep Right here on the uh, Fine Monty Show program, Uh, coming up, a shocking, shocking development in our attempts to buy a investment property. I mean, a shocking development. Yeah. To shot like shot like like a bag slap of epic proportions. Foundational, shaking, masturbatory activities. Wow, um, I, that's just the word that came to my mind. I wow, don't, you know, okay, kind of yeah, all right, yeah, mm-hmm. right, yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about real estate, and a lot of people have asked us about our strategy and what we're doing. And you know, I was talking to a guy the other day about buy and hold versus fix and flip, and all these different things. So we'll talk about all that coming up. Uh, Got to get to the Super Bowl coming up. We'll preview that here on the show. But first, we start with you um, reading the description and on this podcast and YouTube channel. And um, yeah, clicking our affiliate links. Do it. Um, Monday, you will also get a fresh list of affiliate uh, links, our Amazon product. All new affiliate links coming on Monday. So shop to your heart's content. By the way, 50% off of Amazon Prime. Do it. It's in the link below in the description. <laughs> I had I, And I had such a non-coughing day yesterday.
1: Yeah, you were off to such a good start. And then, you know, you just... Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know.
0: Uh, Night Guy um, says, morning, Earthlings. Morning, alienlings. What's up, alien formations and stuff? Yeah. All right. Uh, click the links below. Hit subscribe uh, because we're giving away this PS5. If you're listening on the audio podcast, God bless you, Stitcher Radio. God bless you, Spotify. Appreciate everything that you guys do on Apple, um, Audible, like everybody who listens to this show. It has been phenomenal on podcast. Thank you so much for that. Find us at uh, themontyshow.com, M-O-N-T-Y, themontyshow.com. Click subscribe. That's how you win this PS5. Also, go and follow us on TikTok, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Okay, without further ado, let's get to work on the NBA trade deadline because I think this is a massive, massive conversation around the Utah Jazz, which is where I want to start. And we're going to talk James Harden and Ben Simmons, the Lakers, all of that. But ask yourself this question. Will the Jazz win a championship? Hard stop right there. Will they win a championship? Not today, not tomorrow. I mean, do you have confidence in your lifetime, let's say, that the Utah Jazz will win a championship? And I know that seems dramatic, and I know that probably seems over the top. But I ask this question mainly because I think there's a lot of Jazz fans who don't necessarily buy into the idea that the Jazz are doing everything that they can do to win a championship. I think there's not a lot they can do at this moment to win a championship, Jake. But maybe I'm naive. I'm one of the people who believe in Ryan Smith and Danny Ainge, and I do think they win a championship within the next five years.
1: Yeah, I think you know they're committed to winning certainly, but you know they're the the, the trade deadline again. It's it's this double edged sword because they didn't do a ton. You know they had that one transaction, but but at the same time they weren't really in a position to do a ton. You know with with the assets they had, so it's kind of hard to judge them off of the trade deadline. And I think you know if you're a fan of this team and you've been following this team. You know, you know what they need. You know where their shortcomings are. You know, you know what needs to be done with this team. And I think that this summer, and I know we keep talking about it every day, but this summer is kind of the, you know, is going to be, as I like to call the measuring stick. You know, based on their actions this summer, you 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 will know just how damn well committed they are to winning a championship. With, uh, while Donovan Mitchell is still a Jazz man, and I think that that is truly the question. I mean, you know, NBA franchises and teams are defined by who their best player is, who the face of the franchise is. And so, you know, when you look at, you know, the Jazz, in my opinion, the face of the franchise is Donovan Mitchell. You know, some people might tell you it's Rudy, but I'm telling you it's Donovan Mitchell. So while he's here, you know, for what, the next four seasons or so, that window, are they committed to winning a championship? Yeah, I think they are. I just think that it's going to have to wait until this summer for them to really make foundational changes. So will they win a championship in our lifetime? Yeah, I think they will. I think Donovan Mitchell is more than capable of being the centerpiece on a championship team. But are they willing to move swiftly enough while he's still on the team to make you know an NBA Finals appearance happen? That's going to be the question.
0: And I, I don't know that I'm convinced that they will move swiftly enough for Don. I think, listen, as I've told you before, I think Donovan Mitchell is a, a superstar. Uh, Shanahan was asking me yesterday on YouTube if – I felt like he was a championship-caliber leader. I do. I think Donovan Mitchell was asked to do a lot, and we assumed he was doing a lot, and it turns out that he wasn't. And when you lose, you know, listen, everybody knows how to conduct themselves when you're winning. right? Everybody knows what they should be doing when you're winning. When you lose, and the expectation is that you won't lose, and then you do lose, that's when we find out who you are and what you're made of that's when we find out what kind of leader you are. When we start infighting in the locker room and we start taking jabs at each other passive-aggressively like a prick on social media, yeah. when we start doing all this other crazy stuff, that's when we find out who you are. That's why I tell you that this team is built around the wrong guy and Rudy Gobert. This team will be reshaped around Donovan Mitchell. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind. I have no doubt Donovan Mitchell has hit a switch and is growing, as we speak, into a leader. It's not going to happen this year. I firmly believe that this is a, a below-average NBA playoff team. Yeah, This is an average NBA team in the regular season. They are good. They are not great. And in the NBA, the difference between good and great is spectacular. Yes. So what I'm telling you is I believe 100% in Donovan Mitchell. I am all in. He is a fantastic talent. He is going to develop a mid-range game this summer. I think they are going to remake this roster this summer. And I think within the next five years, I firmly believe, Jake, they win a championship.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think if, if, if this summer you reshape the team around Donovan Mitchell and you sort of have a fresh, almost like a fresh start kind of, right? Like you're not fresh start meaning, you know, they're still a playoff team and they're still going to contend. It's just different faces in, in, in better positions and more, uh, you know, basically putting guys in, in better positions to succeed. Because that's honestly, when I think about this team, that's kind of what I feel like plagues them. They have a bunch of guys on this roster, for better or for worse, who are put in positions where they're not going to succeed. Like, you know, you have, you know, Bogey on the wing trying to guard threes who are way faster than him. Well, that's not putting him in a position to succeed, right? You put Jordan Clarkson out there for too many minutes. That's not putting Jordan in a position to succeed, you know? And, and I think at, at the end of the day, you just have to make this roster in a way where Donovan Mitchell is the centerpiece and all the guys around him are, are pushing in the same direction as him and, and, and making sure that the team is all on the same page with how they're going to play the game, running good offense like yesterday. I don't know how many of you watched the Suns and the Bucks. That was a hell of a game last night. And the one thing I noticed in that game uh, with both teams is they're running offense. Early in the game, they're running sets. They're running plays to get high percentage looks to get their team into the flow of the game. And that's one thing we've talked about on the show where I feel like with the current roster and its setup, they're not really able to run good offense. Good offense for the Utah Jazz is driving, kick and swing the ball. That's good offense for them. It isn't, hey, we're going to run a set and we're going to do X, Y, and Z to get X player a wide open look cuz he's a high percentage 3 point shooter, you know, or he's a high percentage finisher at the rim. You know, that's what right, this team right. needs to graduate to and and I know a lot of people on the show and the comments and everything over the course of the last couple weeks have asked us well, you know, what about Quinn? Is Quinn safe? Is Quinn going to make it through the transition time? I don't know. I don't know. Is Quinn Snyder the man for the job to take this team to where we all want them to go? I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I think if you gave Quinn Snyder, um, championship caliber talent on this roster, I think he could do some pretty damn good things, but I think a lot of times he's playing with one hand behind his back and that's why you, you, you are put in some of these positions. So overall, I mean, yeah, I think that they will act quickly. I think that Danny Ainge isn't going to mess around this summer, but we need to see that happen, right? We need, if that happens, I will feel very confident in, in the game plan. In this front office, I still think this front office has proving to do, without a doubt.
0: Oh, I, I don't think there's any question this front office has proving to do. I think we don't know what this front office is. Let's be honest. If we're truly being honest, talking about the Utah Jazz, if, if we're being bluntly honest, Danny Ainge and Ryan Smith need to show us all that they are not, um, you know, Gail Miller for the last decade, teamed with Dennis Lindsay are are Danny Ainge and Ryan Miller something different than Gale and Dennis were that I think is a, a a huge question for a lot of jazz fans and listen I don't think there's any question that when LHM was alive he sold out every single year to do what he could do to win a championship yeah things changed when 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 he passed unfortunately the the edict changed I think we we turned into a fan base in a, in a a town that fully realized that Gail Miller and her, her, her (coughs) advisors, the family, they wanted to sell cars and movie tickets. Yeah. They didn't necessarily want to, or need to win. The jazz are a tax write off at that point. Right? Well, I think Ryan Smith has a different attitude. And I think Ryan Smith has told Donovan Mitchell multiple times, and I've confirmed it in the organization that Ryan Smith has told Donovan Mitchell, "This is your team. I'm going to spend every penny that I need to to win a championship," which is why yesterday everybody freaked out. Well, they saved 11 million dollars in luxury tax on Joe Ingles, and they're being cheap, and they're not being cheap. They're being pragmatic. Yeah, because that 11 million dollars was money thrown away. Yeah, I mean, just throw it in the fire. Yeah, because you're not going to win a championship this year before the Joe Ingles trade. Sadly, you're not going to win a a, a championship after the Joe Ingles trade, right? because you are who we, we've always been. yeah. Right. So it was smart, in my opinion, to save that money. Would I have liked the Jazz to have traded Jordan Clarkson? Yes. Talking to NBA guys yesterday, people around the NBA are shocked that the Jazz didn't make a larger move. But you're going to compete in the playoffs. I think, from what I understand, that's the messaging here that the jazz wanted to be clear that they haven't given up on anything that they believe in this group of players, which I don't think they do, but the messaging is, Hey, we believe in this group of players and we're going to try and do our best in the playoffs this year. And then when the summer comes, I actually do believe that Quinn Snyder will be replaced. I think that they will move on from Quinn Snyder. I think they will move on from, from Clarkson bogey, a good part of this roster, those trades. And this is something else. And, and I don't know what you think about this, Jake, but, I'm telling you now, Danny Ainge, during this this trade deadline period, the last month and a half, Danny's been laying the foundation for relationships into the summer. And what I mean by that is all these conversations, because the Utah Jazz were one of the busiest teams at the at the deadline. During the trade period, which really since the turn of the calendar year, the Utah Jazz were the busiest team on the phones since January 1st. And what Danny Ainge was doing was not necessarily putting in work to make a deal now. He was putting in sweat equity to make a deal happen in the summer because Danny Ainge will go back. He will go back to Boston. He will, I am telling you now, he will go back to Washington. He will go back and have the same conversations with the Sacramento Kings again. Those those conversations are the beginning of relationships. And Danny, from what I understand, Danny's got good relationships with people in Boston. So he he is that's the deal that listen, of all the deals that went down yesterday, the Josh Richardson deal should be really disappointing. Right. Because when you look at some of the the teams and some of the players that the Jazz were linked to, obviously I'm I'm gonna tell you here and now that we feel like I, I feel like personally we got we got it right on the at the trade deadline. We told you on this show yesterday I didn't think Harrison Barnes was going to get dealt that you know sources had told me that the Sacramento Kings want to try and make the postseason and that they're doing everything they could do to make the postseason. yeah. and so when you look at some of the trades that went down, the Celtics traded Josh Richardson to the Spurs for Derek White. yeah you couldn't have you couldn't have sent Jordan Clarkson to Boston. For Josh Richardson. I think that would have been an upgrade. Honestly. I look at, at, at Milwaukee. Or excuse me. At, at Washington. And it is it is unthinkable to me. That Montrezl Harrell. You know. Essentially was given away. For a couple of nothing players. Yeah. I look at. I look at guys like. Again. Spencer Dinwiddie's a guy that I value. Now you don't have a Kristaps Porzingis. I think I don't know what the Dallas Mavericks were doing. Yeah. But hey, I understand that you you weren't going to make that deal. I understand that you didn't. You know, and I know a lot of Jazz fans thought Dennis Schroeder was coming here. The Jazz were never involved in a Dennis Schroeder conversation. That just did not happen. But I look at some of these other deals, the Tyrese Halliburton deal. That is stunning to me. Yeah, it's shocking. It's shocking. I I look at the the Karis LeVert deal. Karis LeVert would have been a very good addition to this team, and we talked about that a month ago. I guess now, Karis LeVert's a guy that I would have gone and gotten, and you could have gotten him. I just look at some of these trades that happen, and I'm like, God dog. Yeah. God damn. You could you, the the Jazz could have made a trade. So it's not that they didn't want to. It's not that they could not have, but what should that signal to you as a jazz fan? There is a greater plan in place. That plan is, let's keep this group together because we're not getting what we want. Let's keep this group together. Let's see what we can do in the postseason, and then we're going to make foundational changes in the summer, which is usually when you see teams rebuild. It is very rare, and I don't know, was there a rebuilding-style trade made not really. I mean, the James Harden Ben Simmons deal. I mean, obviously, James is a free agent and I that's a foundational trade for the Nets. But you understand why they did that. They they want to win right now today.
1: Well, and I think they also did it because they don't want to give James Harden away for free. I yeah. mean, you know, I mean, that's essentially what you're looking at uh, after the offseason because he made it pretty clear that he was going to sign with the, Sixers, the 76ers either way. So, no, I mean, I, I don't think that there was a rebuilding trade made. I, I think that there were some good decisions and some bad decisions made. I, I think the Nets and Sean Marks made a great decision. You know, hey, we're gonna lose. We're gonna lose. You know, James Harden in free agency. Yeah. For free, so let's make this trade now. You know, let's get our value now. You know, and and get that done. You know, I think if you're if you're Dallas, I'm not quite sure what you're doing. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 think I don't know. That, you know, that trade really signaled to me that Luca doesn't doesn't and did not enjoy playing with Kristaps Porzingis, and and that's why they made that move. Now, I still maintain that Luke is not a championship player. I still think he's too immature, uh, and I think it's going to be quite a while. You know, and
0: and we, again, I want to couch this before I say it, but we talk about a lot of things, like, when I say I hate Luka Doncic, I don't know him as a human being. I don't hate him as a person. I can't stand watching him play basketball. I am a very docile character. What? I want to punch him right in the face. Stop disrespecting me, bro. Man, like, I'm serious. I He is, there are very few guys that I have disdain for. I'll drop that motherfucker. Luka Doncic is that dude. And, I, I mean, honest to God, I would plant seed in his mom's garden. There's no doubt about that.
2: Yeah, I guess I'll have to figure something out.
0: But I'll punch him in the face as soon as I'm done. As soon as I towel off. I'm getting up, going into his room, pull him in, out, pulling him out of his race car crib and punching him in the fucking face. <laughs> Like I cannot stand Luka Doncic. Okay, I feel better. Okay, uh, good, good, good. Brylark says Jazz got a Jazz. See you next season. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it depending on where they land in the in the seedings. I mean, I I I I I could see them winning a playoff series. I'm certainly not telling you that the Jazz are a bad basketball team. They're not.
1: No, I think here's the thing. I I think the Jazz, the, the Jazz have an opportunity still. The, I I I. They may win a playoff series. They may, hell, they may go to the Western Conference Finals. But I I think right here today, if you ask anybody, nobody is going to sit here and tell you that the Utah Jazz are an NBA Finals threat. Can they go to the NBA Finals? Could it be a Cinderella story and they prove everybody wrong? Damn, I hope they do. I really
0: hope they do. But, Jake, today, if it ended, it would be the the Jazz and the Mavericks in the first round. The 4-5 matchup would be the Jazz. Yeah, that would be a hell of a matchup. Jazz had have home court advantage.
1: And I, uh, again, I not, again, not hating on the <coughs> Jazz. I, and I'm not a Dallas Mavericks believer, but on paper, those are two pretty even teams, I think. I think know. they are.
0: I think they are. I mean, again. Luka- do the
1: Jazz shoot 40% from three? Yes, no. they do.
0: They win the game. No, probably not. No, they don't. They lose the game. I hate Luka. <coughs> and by the way, the the... Stop it. The Dallas Mavericks are only a game and a half behind the Jazz for the four spot. I, I mean, you're coming up here for the next week and a half, two weeks. What is it? I guess a week and a half into the trade deadline. Sure. Or, in, excuse me, into the All-Star game. Dude, it, it's critical. You're a critical mass now. You cannot fall out of that four spot. Yeah. You fall out of that four spot in, I don't know, I, I you're not catching Memphis. Yeah. You only have, you know, what if, what have you played here? 55 games. I mean, you only have 26 games left, something like that? Is that what it is? 82 minus 55. 27. 27 games. I'm not left. a math major. I mean, you really you you're not you're not going to make up, you know, four games on the on the Memphis Grizzlies in in 27, you're uh,
1: I mean, unless they would have to lose, you know, 10 to 12. You know, twelve mm. or fifteen, but I don't see that team doing that.
0: I don't think so either. And and the other thing that scares you a little bit is I still maintain this, and I know this pisses Jazz fans off, but what's going to happen when Jamal Murray comes back to the to the Denver Nuggets?
1: Yeah, you know, I and there's a lot of guys like that around the league. I feel like you know you, you've got Jamal Murray, you've got um oh my god, dude from the Nets, this Joe Harris, Joe, Joe Harris. Harris from the Nets. I mean, you've got. You've got you've got guys. I mean obviously for the Jazz you have Rudy, right? I mean you're you're still not playing at your full potential. But again, I I just think listen, I think for the Jazz this is this is the way I'd wrap this up. The Jazz are going to be a playoff team obviously. Right. And and I think that you know, this season it kind of is starting to feel like to me that this is kind of a hey, whatever happens happens this year if you're the front office. Hey, if we if we win a playoff series, great. You know, we've done everything that we can do here. You, will they get a buyout guy? Maybe. I don't know. But at the end of the day, this kind of feels like we're going to play this string out. We're going to see how far we can go. And then summer, it's go time.
0: Well, and I also think that you look at what the Suns did yesterday. Underrated. Underrated. Below the radar. I mean, turning Jalen Smith into Torrey Craig, I think is a really smart move. I would love to have the Jazz to have added Torrey Craig. Yeah. I think that would have been a really pragmatic move. I think you know that you you only had to give up Jalen Smith to get Tory Craig. I think you look at Justin Holiday. Um, I think you you just you just look at the moves the Suns made and you understand that they're just trying to cement that. Yeah. You know, like you, you look at the Hornets getting Montrez Harrell. I mean, that team needed Montrez Harrell. And they needed a backup big, and they sure as hell went and got it. Like, I I think that deal, and the the fact of the matter is you gave up Vernon Carey and Ish Smith to get Montrez Harrell. Who the
2: f*** is that guy? Like,
0: it's so frustrating to me. I'm sorry, did you say Vernon Carey? That's so frustrating to me. Who the f*** are you? That you got one of the best backup bigs in the NBA for Vernon Carey and Ish Smith. (laughs) that that deal to me you can't tell me that Montrez Harrell isn't automatically your number two center on this team automatic I mean he would be a huge upgrade to Hassan Whiteside and Dope.
1: dude imagine a lineup like and this is what I mean when I say that Quinn doesn't have options imagine a lineup in in the option to play Montrez at the four Rudy at the five you know Don, Don at the two Conley at the one and Bogey at the three I mean that that's I mean that's that's a great lineup man I mean that that gives you options you know but that's why I say right now this team just doesn't have the options it needs to compete at the highest levels. Can they compete on a second-tier level? Yes. Can they compete for, you know, win, win a first round, losing the second round, maybe win the second round, go to the Western Conference Finals? Yeah, sure. Sure, they can do that. But when we're talking about championships, that's what they're missing.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you to- totally. I just, yeah. Toads, man. Snoop, what's up? He says, morning. The audio works. Congratulations. Thank hey guys. you. Thank you. Uh, Neville ninety three says, Good morning, guys. Going to Aspen to snowboard. Shout out to Mo Bamba. Hey, oh. there you go, bro. My there dude. There you go. M- Mrs. Shout out to Mo Mrs. Monty and Jake did not want to go to Aspen, so we didn't yeah, go Yeah,
1: sure. Year. Cause that's that's what we said.
0: That's what? what we said. Yeah, I how many times have I said, let's go to Aspen? And you're like, no, no, I got I got head to get. Can't okay. do it. Facts. Um, Rudy Sanchez says, Morning, fellas. Any words on the uh buyout market? I love Gary Harris. You wow. know, like I think you need a, a legitimate backup point guard, and if you look at the names out there, I mean, I'm not an Eric Bledsoe, certainly not a Dennis Schroeder. Gary Harris isn't a backup
1: guard, man. He's he's a starter in this league.
0: Well, he's going to get bought out. Yeah. So, I mean, I I could see, um, you know, I could see the Magic waving him. I I if Gary Harris becomes available, I would absolutely um beyond that you know like he's got you also have bird rights on that like i i think i could see i could he he would be a great pickup um you know there's not a whole lot of other guys that you're interested in yeah you know are you interested in a a you know you already have uh hernan gomez you're probably i think he's a wave candidate i mean a wave buyout guy um but what are you going to do? Go get Robin Lopez. You're going to have to compete with five guys for that, five other teams. Like, yeah. that doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, the the guys you need, like Thomas Sadoransky's a guy that, I'm telling you, yeah, Thomas sadaransky has got value. Um, You know, like, he's a guy that could help you. Ben McLemore is another guy. I like him a lot. I'd look at Role Ben player, McLemore. Shoots the hell out of the ball. Yeah, he's a great three-point shooter. Um, You know, Paul Millsap traded to the Sixers. Um, I would love Paul Millsap on this team, a veteran that like, he's the kind of presence you need on this team. Um, Paul Millsap's a guy I would look at. Um, you know, I, I I don't know other than that. I mean, I don't know what the Lakers are going to do, who they're going to wind up buying out, but there's probably not much there that helps you. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're not looking at Kent Baysmore, Deandre Jordan's a guy, but you're not, that's not a fit here. Like I, I, don't know. I don't think
1: like, they're going to do a ton in the buyout. I mean, maybe a guy here or there, but I don't think you're going to see them be doing a ton. I don't either.
0: I, 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 think, I think you really need you need obviously you need athletic wing defending, and you need. You, I, I think, if you're going to spend your money, it's going to be on wings in a in a. I think a, a legit backup point guard. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'd be looking at, but they don't. This doesn't seem like a buyout situation this doesn't the jazz don't seem like a team that's going to go and pay somebody to i mean it that doesn't make a lot of sense yeah. is what i'm saying so yeah. i don't think there's much Edgar Garcia what's up Jeremy Bolton good morning to you uh the Nye guy says water's wet harden is a pus fart and I'm the jazz sorry. will not, i thought you said I'm sorry. did you say pus fart bro um bro what uh, uh, dude i mean do you maybe could you like define Puss Fart? Like is yeah, we're really focused on Philadelphia right now. Yeah, uh hello. Um <laughs> The Jazz will not win a championship. <laughs> we are too loyal to staff and players, but are you? That's where we're gonna find out. Steve Hambone says, Good morning, boys. What's up, Steve? Mr. E, how are you? Ainge had no leverage, no cap, no draft capital. Thanks, Dennis Lindsay's mediocre crazy decisions. Yeah. Maybe in the offseason we can see something happen. Dane you're says so more. Dane, what's up? We still, Dane, we still need to hook up on the shirt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Jeremy Bolton said, is Gobert's contract truly untradeable, or is there a chance to move that? It is It is one of the more difficult. It's on the line of a Russell Westbrook deal.
1: That's the summer situation. Yeah that, you're, I, you're, th- yeah, that
0: doesn't happen at the trade deadline. Yeah, that's a summer deal. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, teams that make trades at the deadline that – where you send out your best player. Chris
1: Opsworth, I guess.
0: <clears throat> well, I mean, Luka's their best player. But when you when you tear something down at the deadline, you're fatally flawed. Yeah. So that's why I say, like, I'm not really that surprised they didn't do that. A Rudy Gobert, a Donovan Mitchell, a... I mean, I could have seen them moving Jordan Clarkson, Bogey, Royce O'Neal. Like, Royce O'Neal's a guy you need to not be loyal to. Yeah. That's a very upgradable guy. So I would just say don't be loyal there. Uh, Tanner says, "Who do you think would replace Quinn Snyder?" I have no idea. No idea. We're no not there idea. yet. Yeah, we're not there I mean, I I just I think we're we're way ahead of that. Teddy Wayman, what's up? Um, the Christ, Christ destroys big tech. Marxism loses. <laughs> says eating a delicious breakfast burrito and it's amazing. Oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Tanner says side note: the Jazz play Mo Bamba and the Magic tonight. They, they do. do. They do play they, Mo Bamba in the Magic tonight. Shout out to Mo Bamba. They do. Shout out to Bulbul. Um, Frank H says, I think this is our best chance. The Nuggets, Clippers, etc., will be at full strength uh, next season. Also, Blazers, Grizzlies, Pelicans will be better as well. They will be. Um, Are you getting DMs? I am. I, and Who the hell is DMing you? Barry. Um,
3: Pack your shit. Let's go.
0: Barry, please. Okay, I'm just going to read this straight away just because I can. Um, So, Barry says, uh, many apologies. I know that I melted down the other day, but now I need to eat crow. You guys actually nailed the trade deadline for once. Okay, so wait. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) So, I thought you said you were going to eat crow. And then uh, you were apologizing for melting down. And then you said you you nailed the trade deadline for once that's like saying hey hey yeah hey baby yeah you look you look great hey guys. you've lost weight and stuff you I mean, hey you got a, you got a long way to go fat ass but hey I mean, you look great <laughs> why the backhanded compliment why the backhand that's Barry being Barry <laughs> uh backhanded compliment you're completely wrong though about Rudy Gobert that's the guy that you center this organization on he well they already are um he's the generational he's the foundation nah. he's the leader Donovan Mitchell is soft he wants it handed to him. Have a great trip to L.A. Well, thanks for the opinion, at least. Yeah. I can respect your opinion. I do respect your opinion. But listen, I think that this conversation with Rudy and Don is going to be a conversation until they... They, they... can't
1: win a championship together. Let's just put it out there. They're not compatible.
0: I, I, I don't disagree with that. I, I think it's that's just one of those things where... You know it's it's a, it's a really difficult decision either way you go. Saying goodbye to Rudy Gobert I mean you you won't miss the contract but I mean he's a hell of a defensive player. And he isn't he for everything that Rudy Gobert is not, he has a he inflicts a, a, a tremendous price on the opponent. He is very impactful in the games. And so getting rid of him is not something that you do lightly. Getting rid of Donovan Mitchell will be a very difficult decision. That's not something you do lightly. He is the entire – you look at the pool play the other night <clears throat> where he committed an offensive foul uh, that was – okay, you're right. It wasn't called. Dude, um, it wasn't. <clears throat> where he he bodied Jordan Poole, yeah. who fell over. Yeah. Don stepped back and hit a three. And then, of course, he posed because he's in the championships – and he hit a game-winning shot. That's why. He, Sorry if you're offended by that. He, I mean, that's why he posed. Like, oh no, wait, it's only February. My bad. Too fucking bad, man. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I hate when players do that. Oh, it's a three in a regular season game that means nothing. Um, but you see the way the crowd gets into it. His teammates get into it. They rally yeah. around him. They chest bump him. They, uh, he's like standing there posing. Yeah!
1: Okay, can you never make that sound again?
0: No. Huh? No. And then everybody no, comes no. up and gives him five. No. So you can see that Don's teammates like him. Don, you know what it is? Don's teammates respect his game. Yeah. That's what you see on the floor. You don't. They don't respect Rudy's offensive game. Yeah. And by the way, this is not a a a big man's league. Nope. You don't build your team around a big man and win a championship. How are you paying Rudy Gobert? It flipped the contracts and this is not a conversation. You need to win a
1: championship in this league now, you need wings who are 6'5, 6'6, and really athletic. That's
0: what you need. Like
1: honest to God, that's what you need.
0: You know, I I think it is So Jesus Christ destroys big tech Marxism loses. I'm just gonna call I'm just gonna say Marxism (laughs) says Donovan broke his ankle. And that's why Pool fell into the pool. Well, no, he didn't. Actually, he shouldered him and then pushed him. They had it wasn't a move. He was driving on him. God bless. You know, it is what it is. Um, Xavier Pena says it was MJ ish.
1: No, it was not. No, it was not. Stop. Stop.
0: Edgar Garcia says Jake's drops have been on point today.
1: Thank you, Edgar. I appreciate that.
0: Sean Mirzinski says, "Who won the Harden trade?" To me, it's the Sixers. Did nobody watch the way Simmons played uh, in the playoffs? But here's the difference: I think the Nets by far won the deal. I don't even think it's close. Because why did the what happened to Ben Simmons in the playoffs? Well, you asked Ben Simmons to shoot a three that wasn't going to happen. You eroded his confidence. You made him the center of your offense because jo- I. I want to say that Joel was not nearly 100%. Yeah. That's not who Ben Simmons is. Ben Simmons is a facilitator. So, what you see is you see Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is the guy, and ESPN did a great breakdown on this, who can rebound a ball in the paint, take one dribble, and be at half court, and then he makes a pass for a layup. Ben Simmons. And, and the biggest difference between Ben Simmons and James Harden is Ben Simmons doesn't need the ball to be incredibly impactful. So Ben Simmons is a guy um, who plays at a, at a very high pace. Look at how he's played against the Jazz. Running up and down the floor, attacking Rudy Gobert at the basket. Like, yeah. I'm for real. That's what the Nets don't have. Yeah. James Harden is not that guy. That is not who Kyrie Irving is. Kyrie Irving is a wonderful handle guy with a great shot. Yeah. He is not somebody that distributes.
1: Kyrie Irving is a generational scorer.
0: Yes, as is Kevin Kevin Durant. Durant. What do they not have on that team? They don't have a point guard who distributes. It's not James Harden, it is not Patty Mills. Patty Mills' best, highest use is a shooter, a spot up shooter in the corner. Yeah. You needed Ben Simmons. And by the way,. What's Ben Simmons gonna do in a head to head matchup against Philly? He's gonna lock down James Harden. Oh yeah.
1: Well, and and that's the thing. I think that the the reason I think the Nets won won the trade is because I think Ben Simmons gives the Nets more options than James Harden gives the Sixers more options. I think Ben Simmons can play the point guard. But Ben Simmons, to be clear, Ben Simmons can play all five positions. But I yes. think on the Nets, in this specific use and, and situation, Ben Simmons is either gonna is probably going to play the one 95% of the time. But there's another 5% of the time when teams go small where he's going to play the five. And then you're going to have KD at the four, you're going to have Kyrie at the one, and then you're going to fill the other two wing spots. And they're also going to dominate you in that setup. And I think that that really is what's going to set them apart. They don't have to worry. Correct. They don't have to worry about about what the big man production is going to be on this team cuz their bigs can do a ton of different stuff. So in Philly, the reason yes. Ben Simmons really struggled is because they asked him to be a scorer. They relied on those. And this is kind of my thing with Rudy, right? On on the Jazz. The 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 Sixers asked Ben Simmons to score 25 a night for them to win. They needed his buckets to win. With the Nets, they don't they need him to be a like 15 points but like 12 to 15 assists.
0: Put guys in oh, position to score. Wait, they need buckets? So, yeah. Buckets O'Neal. No, no. James no. Knight says, I hope these mofos get beat by Brooklyn and get burned in the East. Wow. <laughs> Jeremy Bolton says, you mean to say you don't build a team around defensive big men only? You can build around Jokic and Embiid. Yes. Well, are the Correct. are the Denver Nuggets really built around Nikola Jokic? Um, yeah, I think so. Because they're suffering without Jamal Murray. I
1: mean that might be true,
0: but Jokic is an MVP now. But was he an MVP before before Murray got hurt? No, probably not. Yeah, and now he's the only guy on that team you really fear. I look at Embiid. Well, why was there? Why did you need to make a trade? Well, you needed to make a trade because Joel Embiid cannot do it on his own. So again, and I'm just saying, those guys are spectacular players. I think Joe is going to win the MVP this year. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. As you plainly stated, yeah. you know, Doughboy is an MVP. Yeah. I mean, Nikola Jokic. Right. Not myself. Right.
1: Uh-huh. Um, right. Anyway, the anyway, point is. Anyway, the point is, right.
0: These, <laughs> these big guys are incredibly impactful. They cannot be the focal point of your offense, the sole reason you win or lose. Yeah. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, those guys are the sole reasons their teams won and lost, right? I mean. You look at what LeBron's doing now. He's the only thing the Lakers have, and he's 58, so it's not enough. Yeah. Right. The biggest disappointment in LA is not Russell Westbrook; it's Anthony Davis. Right. So I think, to your point, I know what you're saying, JB. I, I really do. I my personal opinion is you have to have a dominant wing player to match with an offensive-minded center, and it's After really the street clothes. Yeah, it's re, you know what the the issue really is for the Jazz is that. Rudy Gobert does not have much value on the offensive end.
1: That's the issue.
0: Yeah, that's the issue because he's stellar defensively. I don't think any of us question that. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Cody Strickland said the Nets won not because Simmons at all, but all the assets that came with him. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. I mean, you got multiple first round picks. Um, you got the weight of the world lifted off of Kevin Durant live on TNT last night. Man, that that which was, was amazing. So funny, <laughs> oh dude. my god. Um, I think that you're exactly right, Cody Strickland. They both make it far. Um, I think the Nets are a better team than the Sixers. Yeah. And I think if New York lifts its COVID restrictions, which now it looks like they are.
1: It does seem like the COVID thing is chilling out a little bit. You know, California is removing its mask mandates. It looks like New York's relaxing a little bit. It seems I'm, I'm waiting for the next, the world's ending
0: variant to come out. Well, and I think you're not seeing that. Be- well, no, I'm not. Fuck off. I'm not um, doing it. No, I um, am not. No, I'm not doing um, it. I'm not doing it. No. <laughs> Teddy says, I think the Nets won by far. They got Simmons and Seth Curry who can shoot the lights out. I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Kane Nurin says, Yes, the Nets won the trade. Greg Hawkins, Sup, fellas? Sorry I'm late. Greg, we've talked about this. Greg? I Come don't on, man. look, man. I don't want to give you detention or Saturday school. I He's really don't, bro. But if you continue to be late, Greg. Anyway, um, <laughs> he said had to stream until the top of the hour. Nice. What the fuck does one thing have so, to wait. do with the other? Are you saying that your stream is more important than my stream? Can we cross the streams? Dude, what movie is that a reference to? I don't know. Like, what do
1: you? You can't ever cross the streams. What the? What are you talking about, dog? Like, Nobody
0: knows that reference. No, Brett. Do you know that reference? No, no. That's pretty much self-explanatory. I should just leave. I, who would know? What do you mean crossing the river? What is? What is this? A reference to going crossing to hell? The river. I said you can never cross the streams, bro. That's a that's a Ghostbusters reference. From Cincinnati. <laughs> that's a Ghostbusters reference. Who I, the? F- Would know that. Look, everybody knows it. Rylark finding the truth. Rudy Sanchez. Everybody knows that. I'm gonna say this again. I am hung like a steer. Stop. (laughs) Have you ever brilliant guy? I am. Have you ever seen Ghostbusters? No. 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 Never. Yeah, but you watched Brokeback Mountain Alone in the Dark the other night, didn't you? Never. (laughs) Stop. John Jackson says, how old are you, 13? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jake, I'm three years older than you, and I know that, Cody Strickland says. Dude. Uh, Katie says, crossing the river, Jake. Get the fuck out of (coughs) here. Bro. (laughs) I told you, man. People know Ghostbusters. Dude, this is
1: wild. That is such an obscure reference. It's not
0: that obscure, though. Dude, that
1: thing is out there, bro. Whatever.
0: Do you guys see what I have to deal with? Do you see, okay. I mean so that's how it's going. Do you see what I have to deal? Wow, crossing the river you don't cross the streams ever. That's it, Skippy. until you need to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cody says, Monty, you failed at being a father. He's <laughs> never seen Ghostbusters <clears throat> and he's never seen the Godfather. <clears throat> Which is ridiculous. He's a bum. What the hell, Jake? Everyone knows Zachary Apparently, Carson.
1: Jesus. <laughs>
0: this is fucking America.
1: Yeah, like, I, I, I <laughs> guess, yeah, I don't
0: know, dude. Tanner Plummer says, guys, guys, guys. Dude. I didn't know you were a Brokeback fan, hey guys,
1: <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I ain't actually never seen that movie.
0: <laughs> hey, guys. Jake, in the dark, alone, under a blanket, Line of and B12. Just him and Alexa watching Brokeback Mountain. Just Bro. visualize that. <laughs> Just visualize that. I lost all my faith in Jake, Brylark says. Exactly right. I mean, yeah,
1: obviously, I don't know shit about shit because I ain't seen that movie I or can't... know that reference.
0: What are some of the other movies? you Like, I haven't, admittedly, I've never watched Lion King. I've only watched part of Nemo on the frickin' Kennedy Expressway to Bro, it's greatness. the East
1: Australian Current, the EAC.
0: How hard is that to remember? Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I've seen all the Toy Stories. Come on, man. I haven't seen the race car cartoon movie. Lightning McQueen. There you go. What about the little guys? The with the the uh, with, with, oh. Hey guys. The the it's and there's a new one of them that just came out. The movie Minions. Minions. Despicable Me. Despicable Me. I saw Despicable Me with you guys, right? I
1: think that's. I, I thought that was a funny movie.
0: And I got on the Toy Story ride with you guys, right? I guess. That's Toy never, Story three. And you've never. You still. You to don't this know day, the
1: greatness of the of the freaking. What is it? Pizza Port or whatever it's called. The, the I can't remember what it's called. Off the top of my head, I have to look it up.
0: Are we... Anyway. There you go. Lion King is awesome, Teddy Wayman says. I should see it. Uh, the Night Guy says Jerk in the Gherkin. Exactly right.
1: Pizza Planet. You don't know the greatness of Pizza
0: Planet, bro. Never heard of it. Dude, Pizza Planet is fire. What is Pizza Planet? It's out of Toy Story 1. I've seen Toy Story 1. No, you haven't. Yes, I have seen all the Toy Stories. No, you haven't. Me and Mrs. Monty created children to that movie. Well, we attempted to. Facts um that's wow. a lie i made that up and uh, just kind
1: of scruff it and play with it when it's wet
0: <laughs> <laughs> only you man that the the new buzz movie coming out in june looks good it does yeah it does jake hasn't seen broke back he lived it <laughs> I'm the yeah hey man you know you know. Fat Jesus in the house. What's up Fat Jesus. How did we lose control of this show? Oh, because you've yeah, never you seen made Ghostbusters. made some crossing
1: the river reference, you know, <laughs> and now all of a sudden we're down. You know what movies we
0: haven't seen? Ah, uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, all right, let's go Super Bowl. Yeah, because then we have to. We have a really bad. Real yeah, we estate have to update. save
1: some time here for the end of the world in real estate.
0: uh Super Bowl. So we're having a Super Bowl party in L.A. on, on Sunday.
1: First of all, are you dreading the 10-hour drive?
0: No, not at all. I'm looking forward to it because we're going to stop at Jack in the Box in every city on the way there. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. My wife, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I, apparently, Mrs. Mati doesn't want to be on the show anymore. Um, but uh, we, she's going to read to me. Whoa. She is, Mrs. Mati is going to read to me on this trip. Is that um, a euphemism? No, or... <laughs> <laughs> no. We so we went to Yellowstone. We went to Ye- No, bro, that's not that's not going to work. On here, that, bro. You're, uh, no. what, are, what are we doing in the background? Um, that's not going to work. Um, hello, um but hello. Mrs. Monty's going to read to me. We went to Yellowstone over the summer, Go and look. we fell in love with the hairy wolves. Wow. And so there's a great book that she found about the wolves of Yellowstone, and you're going to read to me.
3: Yeah, we started reading it there. And then we didn't get to finish, and, you know, life gets busy, so... Shut up. Don't. Don't. It's perfect timing. <laughs> We're going to finish that. I have audiobooks. we got the new Dave Grohl storyteller book to listen to.
0: You just said we didn't get to finish.
3: <laughs>
0: if Jake only knew that on multiple occasions he's come over to our house while oh. I... While, oh I, am, God, while I am trying to, to you know shoot the cannon off, Jake will pull up in front of the house. <laughs> and the problem is you can hear Just him so like, you can
3: go to pound You can pound. hear
0: him like two blocks away with his freaking WRX exhaust, so that really deflates the balloon a little right, bit. Right. Anyway, you were helpful. saying about me not finishing. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna read to me, which I thought was great. On our trip to Yellowstone, we had an RV. Uh-huh. And at night, Britt would read this story of the wolves at and we got Sit like around the
3: campfire, read the book,
0: make popcorn and burn it, and Having fun is the name of the game. You know, That's so fun. we're gonna do that. We're gonna listen to the Dave Grohl audiobook. We are gonna stop at every Jack in the Box that I'll Ultimate never be able, burgers. I'll never be able to own a Jack in the Box. Yeah, seriously. After we tell you the real estate story, um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I'm not dreading the drive to LA. Me neither. No. No. What what are we gonna do food wise for Super Bowl? By the way.
3: Well, you know we're gonna be at uh, the at the the Beckies. Yeah. So we're gonna
0: have all okay. kinds of food. Oh, the night guy the outdoor says. Outdoor
3: living room. It's it's California. Yeah. The it's gonna be outdoor 80, living room. Have, it's eighty four degrees. There's gonna be TV set up outside around the pool with the outdoor living room. That's gonna be great. It's Y'all feel me? Pimp, and we're gonna go to the dog beach in the morning. Yeah. Yep. yep.
0: But, um, what are we gonna do food wise? So the the old man cometh that is, um, okay. the that's old probably man over the top. Cometh? Um, your mom's new, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, We and this is a, st- we probably need to talk about this too. Are we going to cavity search your mom's new boyfriend? Whoa. We should probably talk about that. But anyway, Whoa. so your mom's new boyfriend, who whose wife passed a year ago to the day of Super Bowl. Right. Is going to stay home because he feels a little like that's going to be an emotional day for him. So we're not going to have ribs, apparently.
3: Yeah, he was going to bring ribs. No ribs.
0: Okay, so are we going to make nachos? I, I think we have to do tostinos, pizza tostinos! rolls. That's yeah, I like think a... we're
3: going to actually do pizza, salad, and, and probably yeah. a bunch of other stuff. Salad, I
0: love salad. Nobody I'm into salad. it. Um, well, that'll be good.
3: Jake, we've seen your <clears throat> Instagram pictures of your lunch. Yeah, I had a salad. Yeah. Day, yeah.
0: So, my bad. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Jake loves tossing a, a good salad Bro, to Brokeback Mountain. Why? Back See, why, anyway, why. I, you know,
3: Brokeback Mountain's <laughs> actually a good movie, and if either of you two jokes had ever
0: seen it, bro, <laughs> sorry, I'm being a jerk. I think you guys should start talking about Spida being an MVP now. Nah, it's too nah, early. I'm good. <clears throat> anyway, um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to Super Bowl. Yeah, I think food's going to be good. Okay, It'll question. be good to be around. Do people. they have an air fryer?
3: Yeah, they do.
0: Okay, good. They do. Yeah. I hope they do. Yeah you got to have an air fryer. You're a casual. Who do we think is going to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, you're a casual if you don't have an air fryer. Yeah. Uh, who do we think is going to win? I'm taking the Rams. I think the Rams defense. This The Bengals offensive line is terrible. Yeah. I'm um, going
3: Bengals. I'm going on the opposite side. Bengals for the upset. He's a bum. Boom.
0: I'm all in on the Rams. I think the Matthew Stafford story. You know, I just don't want to see Joe Burrow smoking another cigar. Not this year. I do. Not I this do. year. I love Joe Burrow. I, I love do. Joe Burrow, and I like the Joe Burrow story. But I, I think the Matthew Stafford story, he's got a hot-ass wife. Yeah. He's not nearly as hot as you. Uh, anyway, right. the point is, he's got a, um, a mildly – not so – she's okay. She's Poor got a Luke's great mom, personality. That's fine. Um, yeah, not hotter than Luca's mom, certainly. My wife just made a Luca's mom reference. Yeah. You know, I'd watch. Anyway, the point is, um, I'm all in on the Matthew Stafford story. What? What? <laughs>
1: You're an idiot if you if if you don't take the Rams, but I think the the Bengals have a great chance.
0: Teddy Wayman says, "Gotta have seven layer dip for the Super Bowl." I'm oh, going yeah. with the Bengals. Dude, um, Giggity says, "Good call on the seven layer dip." Greg Hawkins oh. says, let's go Bengals. Wow, everybody's in on the Joe I, Burrow I Bengals. Think, here's story. the thing.
1: Here's the thing with the Bengals. <laughs> the Bengals have been have been an underdog the entire season. Nobody expected them and to they, be here. And
0: they've never won a Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I agree with you, the Matthew Stafford story is just as, you know, provocative or meaningful as Joe Burrow's story. But I think that the offensive line for the Bengals will decide this game. If Joe Burrow has time, he can beat any defense. He can. Yeah, I so, would agree
0: with that. So I think I think it's gonna be a great game. I just hope that Burrow doesn't get hurt because this Rams defensive front is, is legit, legit. When yeah. you have three guys that can really get after the quarterback, including Aaron Donald, yeah. And you already know that the Bengals have struggled in protection. I'm for real. i I think that's a big deal. Um, Kay, no, I lost Kay's comment. K Kay was K said go Rams, the feel good stuff team, exactly. Yeah. The night guy says I'd slap my own mother for some Jack in the Box, dude. Okay.
1: I want my tacos, my ultimate cheeseburger, and my fry. That's what Um, I
0: want. (laughs) Tanner Plummer, what? I want the Rams to win. Screw Bengals corner Eli Apple. He sucks on the field, and basically all he does is run his mouth on social media. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) guys. Okay. Uh, That's fine. Uh, Brylark says, Rams will win. They have way too much talent and not as many weaknesses. I'll be happy either way, though. Uh, so happy for Stafford! I think the yeah, only way the I Bengals are that. in
1: this game is if Matt Stafford throws an interception. If they get a pick six, all, I would agree with like that. The, the game will be turned on its head. So,
0: you know, um, the Nye guy says Bengals. Boom! Tip hat, tips hat to Mrs. Monty. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Rams all the way. Kay says bet on the Rams. We'll see. We'll see.
1: Okay, let's go. Tell the story.
0: All right. So when I was a child, um, oh it was dark in my room.
2: Yeah.
0: Wait, what story are you talking about? Oh, the real estate. Oh, my bad. Okay. You know, that could have been really embarrassing. Um, okay. So let's talk real estate. Let's talk real estate. So you know that we have been in on this condo for about a month. Right. And we have really kind of changed our real estate strategy to answer the question directly from yesterday. What's our real estate strategy? We had really gone from fix and flip to buy and hold. Right. Um, because, you know, our goal here has really been to, you know, level up our, our net worth um, to be able to leverage the properties that we buy and hold. Um, to take that money and do other things with it. So we had gotten a really good deal on a condo here in Daybreak. And we were all in on it. And we are supposed to sign today at 3 o'clock. We were going to uh, the title office, sign, done deal. Bada boom, w- bada bing, you know. Bada boom, bada bing, yeah. net worth, yeah. suck it. Everything. And then the phone rang yesterday. <laughs> and it was my mortgage guy. I have a great mortgage guy, Devery Davis. I, I, honestly, the best mortgage guy I've ever had. Um, Devry was like, he and he calls me buddy or rock star or whatever he calls me. Yeah, he's like, Hey, big sexy. That's what he calls (laughs) me, actually.
3: Or baby. Hey, baby.
0: He is, he refers Uh... to, yeah. So he's like, Uh, hey, big sexy, I got bad news. And I immediately knew he was serious because it got very quiet. (laughs) And he's like, We can't write a loan, um, on your condo, it's not lendable. Yeah, it's dead. So it turns out that this condo, and we knew this, this condo had been the subject of a lawsuit. Right. For the HOA to pay for the lawsuit, they had put a, essentially in layman's turn, they had bumped up the HOA significantly um, to pay for the lawyer's fees for this. I'll try to stay calm and not curse. But we were like, okay, you know what? That's probably a 10-year thing. This is a no long problem. this is a long-term investment for us fine. Well, it went to underwriting and the last thing that they submit usually is the notes from the HOA meeting. And in that HOA meeting, the board of directors on the HOA used some really inflammatory language including saying that the building um, we have to do this, you know, we have to we have to have this lawsuit because the building is not structurally sound
1: suckmyass.com
0: yeah well the building is structurally sound we had it I mean we we had a really good inspection on it and the building is structurally sound but my feeling is is that they used a bunch of inflammatory language and so um, Fannie Freddie you know FHA like nobody will lend on it yeah so it is not lendable you cannot currently take a mortgage out you have to buy cash you can only buy a cash well, I'm not gonna buy a cash because well, now there's a huge lawsuit and they're saying it so let's say I get hit by a truck and Mrs. Monty needs to sell it in a year. Yeah. She won't be able to sell it in a year. Yeah. So the whole thing fell apart. So now we don't have this we don't have this condo. Um I'm probably gonna drink heavily and I'm never gonna own a jack in the box. Because the whole point of buying and this, as you concept, can see, there's not much hope the for you whole left.
3: World crashed down in one moment. Oh, it's I was frustrating so as hell. I'd be I pissed was, too, it's dude. It's frustrating. I would be pissed. It just says right now is not the time to be getting into real estate.
0: Well, and that's the that's the question. We have a lot of, and I say a lot. We have far more real estate experience than most people. Yeah. Um. We have flipped million dollar mansions on golf courses in Scottsdale. Like we have. Like we know what we're doing it's incredibly frustrating right now that you can't legitimately do a one v one real estate deal and feel good about it and the problem is i and i feel really bad for the people who are selling this condo um, because they're college kids and this assessment for the lawsuit on this hoa made it so they couldn't afford this condo yeah and it was the perfect price for us and i think mrs Monty even said this yesterday it was probably too good to be true. Yeah. Because it was the perfect price. It was affordable. Yeah. Like it was everything you want. That we were walking into about fifty-eight thousand dollars in equity. I, I, I wouldn't was say it was like
3: the perfect situation. The assessment really was harsh. Like it was. it's a lot of money. It made it to where it wasn't gonna be a very profitable investment for us right now, but it would give us leverage, right? Yeah, and we
0: didn't so you, we you, you weren't just, buying it for profitability. Right. Let's be clear about this. And this is part of the strategy conversation we were not buying this piece of real estate to make a bunch of rental income on it. We were buying this piece of real estate to up our net worth. Yeah. That's what the whole point of this particular property was because we wanted to be able to, you know, frankly leverage that property to get into franchising business. And now it just, it's just so frustrating because now we have to start that process over. So, we've all kind of sit around and talked about this and I just don't think I agree with you. I think right now the, the climate in, especially in Utah where property values are, are between 20 and 35% over market, Yeah. Okay. you know, like it, it is, it's probably time to wait. It, and it's really disappointing that we're going to sit here in a time where there's a lot of people struggling and we are, we are incredibly fortunate that we have made really good decisions over the last three years and we have put ourselves in a position that we're doing really well and it's very difficult to multiply that right now in this moment i think q2 second quarter of this year that will change i really do but man it's frustrating because i mean we were talking about we were talking about a a, like essentially a hundred and seventy thousand dollar investment at the end of the day right that would have put us in a really advantageous position. And you can't get a mortgage on it.
1: Yeah, it's frustrating. That's how, yeah, it's, it is, it um, is. yeah. What do you say?
0: And then there's people like you who are trying to buy their first home. Yeah. And Good there's luck. incredible first-time buyer programs. Yeah. And you're 35% over market value yeah. on just Good about luck. every place you're going to look at.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to look at one tonight. It's a nice little place, but you know i don't, i don't know like i just it, it it's a really tough discussion no matter who you are like do you wait do you do you yeah. wait and not get in equity do you try to get in equity and just suck it up like i don't know like that's a very um it's the age old discussion i guess
0: <laughs> yeah seriously by the way uh james knight says now's a good time for the audio to cut out thanks appreciate that thanks james appreciate it um, yeah. uh huh uh, Brylark says, "Are you guys gonna touch on NFL honors? No, because then I gotta talk about Aaron Rodgers winning the MVP Who the hell would MVP wanna
1: award. who 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 would wanna talk about Aaron Rodgers? You're Aaron fucking Rodgers. Like the guy's 38, retire.
0: Get yeah, the I hell hate out Aaron Rodgers so much. Rick.
3: You in your mullet.
0: Yeah, nice suit you wore last night, Dick. Um, anyway, I, he is. I'm just no fan. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers won the MVP. Cooper Cup won the NFL or the Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I've been nice. Cool." cool story bro. Nice Joe Burrow won the comeback player of the year. Douche. Joe Burrow is a douche? I thought you liked Joe no, Burrow. No. Aaron Rodgers is a douche. Facts. He is a douche. Uh, Brilark says you guys will look back on this and see that you dodged a bullet. Um, would you, What would you guys say buy and hold versus fix and flip?
3: Depends uh, on what your end goal is.
0: It depends on what you're trying to do. And
1: do you have cash or are you financing?
0: Yeah I mean I think the hard money programs in this country right now are incredible. You can, I mean, you literally can get a hard money loan on if you, if you get the right piece of property and it's technical terms are loan to value. So LTV, if you buy a house that's worth two, or, you know, that you buy at 200, it's worth 400. They'll lend you up to 400. Um, they'll lend you the full, you know, ARV va- after renovation value on it. They'll they'll, which will include your repairs and the cost to purchase. There's no money out of your pocket other than a couple of points you have to pay up front like, I mean, no interest for 12 months. I'm for real. I mean, it's crazy. The, 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 the hard money programs that are out there right now. Yeah. Fix and flips. I would tell you right now, if you have the money to get into fix and flips, that's where I would go. Yeah. I think you, buying holds right now are unicorns. Because to get into a place that's got equity, that's really what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, if you can get into an equity play where, you know, you buy it at, like our, our deal was, we we're going to buy it at 172. It was worth two thirty five, you know, you're walking into 50, some, it was like $58,000 in equity.
1: And that's my thing. Like, that's, that's why it's, it's, you know, a kick in the balls. Cause I would love to be in that position, yeah. you know? And it's like, there's not a lot available. And the ones that are available are, you know, it's going to be really hard to get it. You're going to have to be willing to go up in your price to beat everybody and put in an offer where it's like, I'm going to you know, I'm good to pay a thousand more than your highest offer or whatever and play that whole game. It's just as, yeah. it you know,
0: the, the best way to get into real estate right now is to wholesale, yeah. you know, like wholesale means you go off market deals where you, you know, and, and usually what happens is you either do a voicemail dump or a mailer or you door knock, Hey, you want to sell your house? Well, no, I don't want to sell my house, but my grandma just passed from COVID. There, And one of the things that nobody's talking about in this country is there's a lot of vacant properties yeah. right now because, frankly, we lost over a million people to COVID. And a lot of those people were homeowners. Yeah. So there's a lot of houses right now that are just sitting empty. So what wholesalers are doing is getting in touch with the, the trust or the family on those. They're worth $600. they are paying 400 and they're gonna what they're gonna do is get it under contract and then sell it to an investor who will flip it. Yeah, that's how you make quick money as a wholesaler.
1: And you're never gonna have spent <clears throat> a dollar doing it.
0: Yeah, but who knows? Yes, flipping is the way to go. Kay says I agree. Chris Karn says, "What is market value? Does the market determine the value?" Well, you know, anything, anybody, any athlete, any house, any car is worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. Yeah. Um, you know, again, we talked about that that home that is that was for sale here, that was. You know legitimately what if it was 499 it was what is that eighty thousand dollars over value probably seventy thousand dollars over value at you least you know like yeah and in it it's sold at you know and we'll see if it's at list price but you know <laughs> and that's not in the best neighborhood you know it's anyway point is the market determines what it should be worth because what you can do is if a house is on the market for four twenty, yeah, four hundred, and you you're competing, go in there and say, hey, I'll pay you four fifty, and I'll waive the you know if and it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be tough to loan that, you know, if you buy that on cash, great, cash is king, man, yeah, cash determines the value of a house, honest to God. Did you guys hear that the tangerine Twitter machine? Tri- no, I'm not talking politics today. I had a guy lose his mind and get essentially banned from YouTube yesterday or two days ago over our vaccine conversations. Yeah, well you know, it is you know, what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. But um, so hey, if you're here right now, please give us a thumbs up and a like. Don't forget to uh, subscribe on this. Um, what car are you guys taking to LA? Two cars. We're taking multiple cars to LA. flow and the Audi. Yeah, I'm going to take the out. You know, the funny thing is real quick, quick Audi story for you. So I own an SQ5. Right. Um, I need a 30,000 mile service. I can't get one until I get to LA. The, like Audi Lehigh and uh, Strong Audi downtown. I bought my car at Strong Audi downtown. Um, They're booked. Strong Audi said for a 30,000 mile service and there's a recall on my car as well they need to fix. Um, it would be like three weeks before they could get me in. I'm like three weeks for like a, a 30,000 mile service that takes two hours? And so I called Lehigh, and they're like, yeah, it'll be two weeks. We can get you in in two weeks. Not this coming week, but the week after. I called, like, this Audi in Long Beach. They're like, yeah, what's your schedule look like next week? I'm like, I can drop it off Monday. They're like, all right, cool. We'll have it done by end of day on Tuesday. Drop it off Monday night. End of day Tuesday, it'll be ready. There you go. Like, it's crazy. Man, do you – and by the way, do you guys know how much it is to do a 30,000-mile service on an Audi? 1500 bucks at least. It's – very 1250. Yeah. But I have my uh, I, I bought Audi care. Yeah. So I prepaid all of that. And when you prepaid, it, it's about 60 percent. You're only paying 60 percent of the actual value. Yeah. So if you can prepay it, I would do that. Um, You know, I think it's interesting that. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Justin Sala says morning, fellas, coming back out to Utah in a couple of weeks, going skiing with my boys. See you on the slopes. Yeah, we ought to do that. Boy, you better be ready for some warm skiing. Just saying. It's going to snow. It's going to snow um, next Wednesday. It's forecasted yeah, to be, it's not gonna be much. 50% of snow. Yeah, ain't going to be much. It's going to be warm. Yeah. I hope there's snow when we get back. We were going to go today, but I just don't have the time. Like, I yeah, got to go gotta get t shirts. and We got to pack up all this, you know, stuff. Um, Jeremy Bolton says, hot. Don't prepay through Honda, though. Holy ripoff. Honda. Dude, Honda's a joke either <clears> way,
1: bro. I mean, with all due respect, it's a reliable car. It's great for a young person. I'd never recommend buying a Honda. Seriously,
0: I'm with you, Justin. Totally want to go boarding with you guys. Let's do it. When we get back from L.A., let's put something together. Um, What are you talking about, James Knight? James Knight's comment got banned. He was talking about penis measuring. What are you? (laughs) What? Uh, Jeff Johnson says Jimmy Garoppolo is gone. The 49ers going to crash and burn under Trey Lance next year or back to the playoffs. I'm not a Trey Lance guy right now. I think the learning curve is going to be steep. I really do.
3: Jimmy G can't do it.
0: No, but he's but that and that's exactly right. Jimmy G is not a championship player. He yeah. he just isn't. He's Audi. He's so, gone. What's wrong with Audi now?
1: No, like he's out. He's gone. Oh,
2: like, sorry. A- Audi five. I know. G. Yeah, sorry. My
1: bad. Audi five. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm uh, yeah, no I'm not a tree Lance. Yeah, Where sorry. I don't know Ghostbuster references, but I guess I use you know verbiage yeah. that's old. So there you go. Yeah.
0: Tanner, your last comment got filtered by YouTube. I don't know what it says. Um, Audi or Benz.
1: Depends. I mean, are you, so for me, I mean, you know, I appreciate performance, you know, so like, you know, and here's the thing with Ben's, like if you want performance, you're, you're buying V8.
0: you know, and if you want performance, you're buying Porsche, um, if you want, I think if you want, if you want real performance, if we're talking German only Beamer Audi, I'd probably lean Audi. I owned a BMW M5, uh, uh, five series M sport. Yeah. Loved it, yeah, loved it, but it it doesn't. The Audi just performs on a different level, in my opinion. Uh, but Benz, you know, if I'm out of your Benz, I think Mercedes-Benz is so overpriced, yeah, and their reliability the last three model years has plummeted. So something changed at the factory. I don't know what, but Mercedes-Benz, especially in their SUVs, has plummeted.
1: Here's what I would tell you: with Audi, you're getting a better all-wheel drive system quattro is undefeated you know so if you live in a winter climate i would recommend audi um i think if you're in a summer climate i'd go bmw i think bmw is superior on the top end but you know you can't really you can't really go wrong either way you know like it it just depends it's it's two different experiences you know bmw is much it's a much rawer experience it's much more in your face about it whereas like audi is much more Smooth, buttery, effortless kind of go fast performance, you know? So it kind of depends how you want to feel when you drive it, I guess.
0: By the way, this next comment is directed at Mrs. Monty. Oh, okay. Yeah. When in LA, find the hat. Best pastrami sandwich and chili cheese fries or pastrami chili cheese fries. Britt, your thoughts.
3: Go hat.
0: We used to eat at the hat, and I think we got really sick on their. On their like gravy fries once, like I mean, this was back in the nineties, dude. This was back in the nineties in good old Glendora, California, yeah. home of the Tartans. Tartans. Yeah. Um, but we went to the Hat in Glendora, and I think we got sick on there. We had gravy fries there, and I've never gone back. Yeah. Don't they call that poutine or something? Or poutine. Poutine. Nah, I'm good. Can't wait for the Karma bus to roll over. Philly James Knight says, "God damn." Uh, Kate Noren, Jaguar V12.
1: Hey, you know, hey, you about that life. I'm not a huge jack guy myself, but you know,
0: oh, JP Shanahan. We talked about the Donovan Mitchell comment you made. I actually mentioned you by name. Um, by the way, Mrs. Mati has very little wherewithal for buying new cars or uh, buying a new car. Not like new, but like acquiring like a different vehicle to get a new car. Yeah. yeah. Because I'll tell you right now, it, it the next car I get, mm. And hopefully it will be. It won't be for two years, probably, that I would look at it because I really like my Audi. Uh, I am going to get into a Cayenne of some kind. I am gonna. I'm uh, the next car I own will be a Porsche, and my wife will hate it. She, you will hate it, won't you? Too fucking bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting into that Porsche. She has no comment apparently. Growing uh, up with uh growing whoa. up growing up my one "quote unquote wealthy family friend said Audis are for douchebags. Well, if you don't like red leather interiors and twin turbo V6 um, I just think the value proposition
1: torque. of Audi is very high. You know, for what you're getting it's really affordable. Yeah. You know, for the performance you get it's really affordable. Personally, I'm a BMW guy. I like the way it looks more. I like the feel of it. But, I, again, I sit in the SQ5 all the time. The performance is not in question. I mean, it is it it's is lovely. incredibly fast. And, and I'm
0: on all-season Michelin Pilot Sports. Yeah. And...
3: i like not that G-Wagon.
1: Yeah, see, like, I.
3: Well, G like,
0: the G awesome Wagon's too. a different thing, though. Like, the G Wagon is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if I'd I'm buy, buy a G, G wagon, wagon
1: today. Getting a V8 G Wagon. If you said, hey, end. let's
0: go buy a G Wagon right now, I'd be like, all right, cool. Let's take the Jeep to LA, trade it in, in LA, because the G Wagon selection in LA it's is. It's fire, bro. It's fire. The, any you know? kind of G wagon you want from seventy thousand to one hundred and twenty six, twenty seven, just short yeah. of one thirty. Yeah, you can get any G wagon you want. Yeah, wagon wagon. Yeah, you can get any kind. The Cayenne selection I was looking at. Um, one of the dealerships in Beverly Hills has like eleven GT three Cay- Cayennes. Yeah, and it's they're amazing. They're amazing. Audi, Benz, Porsche, F one, marry one, kill one, go. <laughs> Dude, I mean, Jesus you're not wrong, bro. You are not wrong.
2: You got to fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go.
0: Yeah. Xavier Pena says, Spida put Chef Curry in a blender. Stop. Someone poutined in your gravy. Exactly yes. right now, guy. Yes. 2006 Honda Odyssey straight up fire, Jeremy Yay. Bolton says. You know? <laughs> what was your first car, Jake? What was your first car?
1: Uh, the first car I owned was a Fiat Abarth. First car I drove consistently
0: was a Ford Escape. Yeah, that you drove into the ground. Thanks for that. Yeah. What? Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Britt, first car you own, Mrs. Monty?
3: Oh, I had a amazing Ford Maverick.
0: Ooh. There you go. Ooh, I had I want to and I want to say it was an '82 Toyota Celica. I you I were had a big b- Toyota guy. I well, you had an I MR2. I didn't have a ch- well, but the MR2 was amazing. Toyota MR2s are still amazing. Um, then I, I learned a, to drive stick in that car.
3: Then I had a Datsun B210. <laughs>
0: Dotson. That thing, and Doesn't it was brown, like, like poop brown,
3: it and it was pretty. Every much Datsun's brown though. Poop.
0: Every Dotson's. So I had a Dodge Horizon. At that time, I actually think it was a Plymouth something, but I had Dodge Horizon. I had an old. My my stepdad drove a Chrysler, a, a Dodge Charger, but not like the Charger you know now. It was a shitbox Yeah. Um, I learned to drive stick on the on the MR2, and then my buddy had a uh, an Acura Integra.
1: Ah, the Integra's nice. Um,
0: that's, that's the first it. time that I almost died driving a car because I took that thing on the Edens Expressway in Chicago and did like 110. <laughs> and the the front wheel almost came off. It was brutal. Uh it, if the, this if this van is rocking, don't come a knocking. Exactly right. Yeah, seriously. Uh,
3: party van. Yeah.
0: Greg Hawkins says, "My first car was a truck, 1998 Dodge Ram. It's a Ram, hey. not
1: a Dodge." Whatever you think of trucks, the Ram brand is strong. Man. It is.
0: Uh, Tanner Plummer says, "My first car was a 1998 Mazda truck." Yeah. I like that. Eric Mazda C says, truck. "Can I meet up with the Monty Show while you're here in L.A.?" Uh, yeah, sure. We can try and work that out. Brylark says, "Sentra. Ooh, Nissan Sentra." Nah. Nissan is falling. Chris off Karn though. says 76 uh, Chevy Chevette. Oh, a Ooh. Chevette. Babe, do you remember Chevette? Yeah. I remember Chevettes. Oh, those were the days. All right, yeah. we got to go play the music. Um, always lovely. Appreciate you guys. Next time you see us on Monday morning, we'll be in Los Angeles. Our set will look completely different. And we'll have brand new casual t shirts for you. Uh, picking those up today. Justin Saul says For a period of time, I drove a minivan in high school. I called it the convertible. <laughs> Okay. 74 AMC Javelin. Fat Jesus says. Engine froze up after four months. Love that car. Suzuki Swift. I used to drive a Suzuki Swift. Tipped it over. 72nd Buick Regal with a V8 upgrade, the night Guy says. Love it. Okay. All right. Until Los Angeles, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.